Freddie. Freddie Fittler, how you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Mate, always got time for you. Yeah, I've been waiting for your call. Right, you want to do an earthing exercise? Yeah, all right, mate. Oh, I'm down. Yep, just kick off the shoes. Yep, there we go. Socks as well. All right, mate. Okay, yep, they're off. Okay, yep, and we're just earthing the feet on the ground. No, not weird at all. No, that no, happy to happy to do it. Right, what am I grateful for? Well, mate, my footy nights aren't doing too well. Right, true. Origins just around the corner. The mighty blues. Of course, Freddie. Thankful for you. Yeah. Definitely my top three coaches, top top favourite coach. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah, mate. No, look, Earthings. No, I think it's worked, mate. Feeling good. Yeah. All right, you got to run. Yeah. Excellent. Ne next section's with Wayne. Yep. Tell him I said hello. Oh, hang off me. Love you too. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 26. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business, and I can certainly say that tonight because it is a very, very special episode. This week, we have two brand new panelists joining the NRL show, a little bit of a tease there. Um, yeah, we'll introduce them shortly as we jump into our warm-up, and we've also got Dana tonight, and Shalise, she's not with us this week. Um, she'll be back next week. Um, again, if you w didn't have a chance to listen to episode 25, jump back in the catalogue, give it a listen, uh, but a quick little shout-out to Shalise after she won her uh, grand final there in the Tasha Cup, um, an absolute superstar now and a superstar of the future. Everyone here at the Mojo Sports family, very, very proud of her as she continues to uh, just dominate and win football games. So credit to the Sydney Roosters there, an unbelievable performance. Uh, before we get too carried away, though, let's jump into our warm-up for tonight. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Dana, I was going to get you to do like a bit of a drum roll, but we kind of cheated with a lot of teasing on social media this week that we do have our our two panellists joining uh, this week. And it is Colleen, Cos and Dee. Uh, welcome to the NRL show. We are so happy to have you here. Um, yeah, it's it's been a long time in the making and great to have you here. Um, Dee, I'm going to start with you. Just a quick little one, a random fact about you. Random fact about me, and I will apologise to my mum, who still doesn't know all of this, but... Um, Ten years ago, two months ago, ten years ago, I met my now husband at a strip club in King's Cross. That is so epic. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> so um, uh, technically, technically, um, I was there for a hen's night and he was not. He was there on his uh, Christmas party. But um, our parents, at this point, it's been literally 10 years and they've all thought that we met because our friends were getting married to each other. Damn it, I thought you were going to say he was yeah, on stage yeah. and I got really excited. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine poor Mr. Leilua on stage? No, but at uh, good old Butter Bings in the cross. That, for anyone who knows it. That is so good. And, Dee, that is a story that's <laughs> going to be passed down generations. Uh, that is spectacular, my friend. Cos, uh, yeah, a little bit of a random fact about you. And, again, welcome to the NRL show, my friend. Hello. Thank you for welcome. I'm just waving at people at the moment because the Warrens are heading out the door. So um, random fact about myself, again, I don't know if I can top that other one, but 
I was once an Ashy dairy maid at the Echo and I had to carry a sign around the the exhibition ground to show that you know the cows are coming out. So that that was that was a role that I once had. So yes. Yeah, I love that. That's hey, pretty random, hopefully. Random. I've I've got a little uh, sort of agricultural farmer background that I haven't shared as well, so we might have to um, share a few notes there. And uh, anyway, listeners, giving you a little bit of an insight into our two brand new panelists, me and Dana, we'll have to work on um, doing a little bit of sharing next week. I'm going to have to think about our strip club stories as well, um, so stay tuned for that I'm 26, mate. I've got plenty. (laughs) There we go. A bit of a teaser there for our listeners for next week. All right, team, well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, season is certainly uh, heating up. We're up to round nine now, and this week on our feature game, we see the South Sydney Rabbitohs at home up against the Brisbane Broncos Thursday at 8 o'clock. Dana, weird season. Uh, you know, obviously we started out at the very start, um, you know, thinking about how close the competition was. Everyone had hope. Everyone was going to win the premiership and kind of hasn't worked out that way. A lot of the heavyweights have really put their foot down over the last couple of weeks and we are starting to see a little bit of a separation. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about this one because when you think about the NRL ladder at this stage, I know that, you know, it's still very much early days, but we have Rabbitohs in sixth position. Um, you know, we have the Broncos in ninth position. Um, you know, two teams that are probably a little bit similar and, you know, we wouldn't have thought we'd be saying that 12 months ago. That's right. You mentioned separation. And I'm like, I reckon this is the season where so many underdogs are getting those upsets over those like top four teams we kind of talk about a lot. And I'm living for it. It is so good to see like, you know, the Broncos who have been, you know, on that bottom half, um, Tigers getting some wins, like, you know, the Titans and the Warriors. It's like, it's so nice to see these these underdog teams upsetting those like top four players. And we all know how much I despise the Rabbitohs as well. So it's just like the cherry on top. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I think it's going to like, obviously it's going to be a game to watch. It's Adam Reynolds against his old club. And it's just that I think is going to be, it's going to counter in for like a hard hitting game anyway, let alone the fact that how well Selwyn Cobbo, I cannot go past how incredible he was over the weekend. Please continue to give that man that ball. I just, I will watch more Broncos games just to see him run a field because, oh my God, the skills on that young kid, it's actually, it's unreal. Cause so much to unpack here because, uh, as Dana mentioned, it's this, the second time these two teams have met already in the season, which is kind of weird. This was the season opener. Obviously, the Broncos getting an unbelievable upset here, and everyone's kind of thinking that that could certainly be possible again. Uh, but just quickly, before we before we dive into that, it is good to see the Brisbane Broncos starting to kind of rebuild. It's just not normal to have the Brisbane Broncos at the bottom of the NRL uh, ladder. They've always been a, a powerhouse of a football club, and you've just slowly seen them sort of rebuild themselves. And to Dana's point, they've really kind of done that recently through their outside back, some really impressive performances in recent weeks. I think um, also with the, the Broncos, they've, they're a young team, but they've actually been able to play together for a season. So while they've had a couple of really tough times, um, that's really been the making of them. And then having some of the, the, the more experienced players fit, like Katoni Staggs, actually being able to string a few games together this year has really helped them. And he's been quite impressive as well. Uh, Dee, let's talk about their little fullback, uh, Timur uh, 
Martin, who had a little bit of a career, obviously, a pretty impressive in terms of, you know, playing in a grand final, you know, very underrated, obviously had that, you know, unbelievably scary um, head injury, brain injury, had time away, has come back. I mean, you know, you get to a point where, you know, you want to see him successful because of his story, but it's getting to the point now where he's playing some serious football and he's added another Hmm. dimension to the Broncos. So I guess we've all been just, you know, hoping that a few players can stand up and support Adam Reynolds. We're starting to see it. Oh, 100%. Uh, This is, and I think we all agree here, hands down, such a different team compared to last season and the season before. This Broncos team is incredible, the amount of support they've shown each other, especially with Adam Reynolds coming in. Uh, Obviously, that Broncos squad will want to show support um, to him, but that little fullback, that (laughs) little, little man, he is twinkle toes, Charlie is just incredible. Yeah, no, very, um, very special D. And I, and I think what's exciting about him is his playmaking ability as well. You know, I think the Broncos have, you know, they've had incredible athletes that have played well in the wing position, in the center position. Hmm. They've tried to force them into the fullback role and it hasn't quite worked. You know, with Martin there, you know, he was a half. So he certainly has the ability to kind of link both edges, which is, you know, um, you know, going to be very, very exciting. Um, you know, cause just quickly on the Broncos, they, they, this team faded last year. You know what I mean? They were incredible at the start. They could play 40 minutes. Um, actually let's pull that back. They would play amazing football for 20 minutes. Um, but slowly, but surely Kevin Walters has worked with his football team to just play for a little bit more, a little bit more. And, you know, we're, we still quite haven't seen an 80 minute performance from the Brisbane Broncos yet, but we're, you know, it, it's better than last year. That's for sure. And definitely puts them in a position where they can be competitive this year. Yeah, and they're going to upset a couple more teams as well. I think people maybe spoke a bit prematurely about the Sharks going to defeat them by how many points. But, yeah, I think, yeah, as everyone sort of mentioned, the fact that they've been able to play together a bit bit longer and develop together. And they've, and um, not just um, Adam Reynolds, but also Kurt Capel, I think, has been a really huge inclusion into the side. He has got a lot of good experience there, um, sort of stiffens up the defence as well and has bit of flair and attack he has kicked a, a match winning field goal so that's not something that everyone can say from when they play in the forwards but yeah I think um and also just the the players not they have some superstars but also some guys that have been developed in our state level cup as well um that have been pushed been able to push through and and just perform and um uh, yeah there hasn't been an 80 minute performance yet but they are they are solidly building so that's good to see I just want to quickly go back and touch on uh, that win last week because as much as I dislike the Rabbitohs, I hate Cronulla so much more and it's just I I love like Broncos I also have a soft spot for. I lived there for a couple of years so it's just like watching them get that upset over Cronulla was just like it actually made my day. I was like this is like my birthday was a couple of days before and it was just like continuing that birthday celebration was checking the scores at a gig at a night out. And I saw the Broncos had beaten Cronulla and I just started just like cheering in, in a like pub and my mates are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Brisbane, what? <laughs> but, yeah, I just – it's so good and it's so happy to see – they just have always – I think something that uh, Broncos fans don't get enough credit for is they always show up. Like over the past couple of years, you know, they've not been so great. They've kind of been that slow up uprising kind of thing, but they still pack out Suncorp. There's always those members show up every week and they support that team. And to see them start getting these like wins and like actually getting to be happy and like, you know, go out to the pub afterwards and have a celebration Bev instead of a depression Bev is just, it's actually really exciting to see. And I'm 
heading up to Queensland next weekend for uh, for Magic Round, and I'm very excited to be in that atmosphere again and hopefully like see them get a win in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no, it, it, it's great to see. Look, I'm just a little bit of a softie with, with Kevy Walters. I, I love to see the guy happy. He absolutely loves and adores that football club. So anytime they get a victory, you can just, you know, see how much it means to him. And, you know, to be honest, this is a very important year for the Brisbane Broncos. They've got their, you know, a bit of a little cousin, um, you know, arriving next year. And if the Broncos were down again this year, that, that creates some challenges. So the fact they've been able to really sort of show themselves this year, um, you know, if they could sneak in and play some finals football, that's really good for them as they continue to, I, I guess, you know, to take a hold and continue to take a hold of, um, of the Queensland market there. All right, team, well, let's flip it over to their opposition, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. D, um, you know, you think about some of the teams that are gridlocked in the middle of the competition at the moment. South Sydney find themselves there at the moment. There's a lot of teams where it is very difficult to get a read of them at the moment. I'd throw the Rabbitohs in that. I mean, you know, we have some of the best players in the competition within that football team, but they have, you know, they've just been so up and down this this year, obviously missing Latrell Mitchell. Um, talk to us a little bit about your reflections on the South Sydney Rabbitohs so far this year and, you know, your thoughts coming into this one. Look, I'm with you on that one. Um, we want everyone to bet responsibly, but at the start of the season, I wouldn't have bet on the rabbits at all. Um, the bunnies were not that team that you would throw all your hope and feels to. Um, obviously they uh, stood up my team uh, last round, which wasn't a good time for me, but, but they showed some promise there. They showed some team making a built that, that team really built together that match um, as tough as it was. So I, I'm not the biggest fan of either of these teams, I'll be honest. Uh, Bunnies and and Brisbane, I only just started to fall in love with Brisbane in season 2020, watching everything sort of go slowly downhill and now watching their rise is quite exciting. Um, But with the Bunnies, they're just that team, like you can't ever write them off. They're just that heritage team. They're that historical team. They're like, you know, your roosters where they're an old squad, they're an old team team. they come with some some really strong foundations and I feel like if they really just tapped into that um, and r- they just need to play together. They just need to play together. Yeah, and I just want to give a little bit of love to their, you know, young halfback, Lock, Lock, Lockie Ilias. Um, you know, the, the, I... You know, one of the things that the NRL can get a little bit obsessed with is, you know, just recycling, you know, old experienced halfbacks. And there's this genuine fear about blooding young halves in the competition because it is so difficult, you know. But one of the things that can sort of not guarantee success but put them on the right path is to have an experienced player alongside them. You know, you see clubs that try and blood two young players and it's, you know, it's difficult for three, four, five years of growing pains. You know, having Lachlan there alongside Cody, I think it's a fantastic combination. And, you know, I'm excited about what that means for the Rabbitohs. You know, it's disappointing that Adam moved on, but potentially they've got a player here for quite a few years. Speaking of Cody Walker, I am waiting for the I told you so. I have been speaking (laughs) about Cody Walker, just, you know, feeling his way out, and he's going to have a massive game. Um, You know, they put 40 points on Manly. I'm still not, I'm still going to hold that back. You know, there's Cody's got more um, compared to obviously his elite play last year. He's still got a few more gears and he's still finding his way but um he's not far off Cody Walker in terms of being able 
to take care of uh, take care of this football team. And look, you know, we say how big of a loss Latrell Mitchell is, and that can't be understated. But Blake Taff, he's you know doing everything he can at fullback. He's a different type of player, uh, but it's still been quite impressive. And hey, kicking some kicking some goals as well. And uh, you know, there's a few goal kickers out there at the moment. Uh, you know, I know the Sydney Roosters are looking for one at the moment. So that that's something that um, South Sydney are, are doing quite well at the moment as well. I think South Sydney, like you still, you can't, like you said, you can't write them off and, you know, everyone has bad weeks. But I think because we've seen Brisbane upset those other couple teams that are in that top kind of half, but I'm, I love Alex Johnson. I just think he is, um, he's just an impeccable part of that team. And, you know, you talk about they haven't got Latrell Mitchell, so like that's their excuse. But you still, again, I touch on this a lot. It's It's still a team sport. You can't write off a whole squad just because, the captain's not there. And I think, you know, the combination between the back half that they've got as well is just something that, again, could, if they train hard and like Dee said, if they play together and they play as a team, I think they could come out like guns blazing and they could completely dominate the Broncos. And I think I like this season because you don't know. And we always say, you know, gamble responsibly, but it really could go either way. And I think that's exciting. And it's exciting football to watch whether, you know, you like D and you don't care if these two teams were on the top or the bottom of the ladder, or if you're the biggest rabbitos through and through green and red Christmas boy ever, like, you know, it's still going to be a good game to watch. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to watch it. And to be honest, I don't care who wins, but you know, it's still, you know, it's going to be a good game. And I think that's what's good to attract people to then watch NRL rather than those massive blowouts that you see every now and then. Yeah, no, certainly going to be one to watch. All right, team, no sitting on the fence. It's time to make our predictions. We'll go quickly around the grounds. Look for me. I'm going to be selfish as a Newcastle Knights fan. I, I sort of need some of these results to start going my way. So I'm, I'm hoping that the Rabbitohs uh, put the Broncos to the sword here. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence, to be honest. I, I agree. I think this could be quite a close game. I'm going to go Rabbitohs by... Oh, look, I'm going to go two tries by by the Rabbitohs victory here. Um, Cos, what's your predictions for this one? So we didn't even speak about Damian Cook in that team, so... I don't know. Cos, I, I, heard, I heard he's a... Um, can, do I get this right? He can run quite quick on... Sand. Oh, I, I think he, a, maybe he, it was a run on sand. Bit of a, or bit of a beach <laughs> sprinter, that bloke. Yeah, okay. It might have been. <laughs> no, but I don't. It's actually going to be a tough one because there will be a lot of emotion in there. But I'll, oh, I don't want to jinx the Bronx, so I'll, I'll go the Rabbitohs by two. Yeah, no, I, I love that tip and a little bit of a shout out by uh, uh, you know around Cookie because his form's really stepping up and he needs to. Harry Grant is playing unbelievable, and they. They want that number nine jersey for Australia at the end of the year for that World Cup. So watch that battle. That's going to be incredible. Uh, Dee, thoughts on this one? Uh, bit of a flip of a coin. Where are you going? No, not flip of a coin with this one. I'm going to go with Brisbane. Okay, nice. I, I'm, I'm going to go bold on this one and pull out a bold prediction and say Bronx for the win by one. Excellent. Dana? By one. You reckon golden point? I reckon golden point. Oh, I love that. All right. Um. Oh, you know, I can't tip Sydney. I hate Sydney. Uh, we are, we're going Brisbane. We're going Brisbane. Uh, another quick little shout out. Um, Brendan Piacura. I love that man. That was the, he was involved in that open palm incident a couple of weeks ago and I thought it was hilarious. Um, but you know, I'm excited to see what these young kids in this team can kind of bring with the combination, the experience of Kurt Capewell and Adam Reynolds. I'm so excited. Um, I, I really want them to demolish the Rabbitohs, but I think it's going to be, 
I reckon a six-point victory to the Broncos. Excellent. All right, team. Well, uh, all of the Western Sydney, our Sydney siders, are sitting back and waiting for our next feature game, and that is the Battle of the West. I'm sorry, West Tigers. It is the Penrith Panthers coming up against the Parramatta Eels. You know, this one is really interesting. You know, we've always had sort of, you know, rivalries within rugby league, but they tend to kind of fade out after, you know, three, four, five years and a few play, you know, a few different sort of players retire. But this one has a lot of potential to be a long-standing rivalry. Uh, Penrith Panthers versus the Parramatta Reels. Um, let's start with the champions, uh, the Penrith Panthers, because interesting last week where, you know, one of the things I spoke about on the podcast is, you know, Penrith Panthers don't play down to their opposition. You know, if they play against a high-quality football team, you know, they'll, they'll you know, typically win by a try or two. But if they play against sort of a poorer football team, they'll put them to the sword. Penrith, Penrith made, a, made a liar out of me last week. You know, I, I felt like they really dipped away. They got away from their fundamentals, dropped a lot of football. There was a lot of poor discipline. Basically, it was a very un-Penrith-like performance. So, yeah, I, I guess... Probably looking ahead to the Western Derby. What's your thoughts on this one? Well, maybe they just had an off night. So I don't know. This I don't know. This Western Sydney Derby. I think I still have to go Penrith though. I think if they 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 put last week behind them, I think they're just too good. So it's a bit boring, but that's that's my only response. To it. I think they'll they'll bounce back, and and it, this game has a lot of feeling between it, and I think. They'll, they'll be very focused to defeat the Eels. I'm coming in as the I don't care who wins this game because I hate them both equally. <laughs> um, but watching, like I checked the score and seeing 4-0 to the Titans last week at halftime, oh, highlight, such a, another highlight to my incredible week last week. It's just nice to watch Penrith, like, panic. It was, um, Dana, it was the missed tackles that got me. I mean, that was very, you know, again, to, to, to Cos's point, you're going to have bad weeks where your attack's a little bit clunky, things are not really working for you, you're all running in, into each other's way. We haven't seen that from Penrith in a very long time, but the missed tackles, that's where you start to get a little bit of a sense of, hang on, there was some complacency here, there was a lack of effort, um, you know, a lack of um, attention to detail. Yeah, I just, um, anyway, it's it's good, it's great motivation, um, and certainly Ivan Cleary would have read them the right act this week, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's something I was going to touch on is, you know, they haven't lost a game yet, so you have that expectation of they're just going to play perfect every week. So I think it's it sounds so dumb, but it's nice to see them stuff up and like, you know, they probably got a spray at halftime. They came back and obviously dominated that second half. So I'm excited to see how they've learnt from that, how they've learnt from that kind of really poor first half and all those issues and butterfingers moments and that kind of thing to then turn around and back it up with Parramatta, who is the complete opposite end of the Titans and is one of the top teams in the competition and kind of seeing how they can perform under pressure now because it's Penrose time game. So it's Combank Stadium, I think, or is it... Yeah. yeah, we've got uh, yeah. this our Friday eight o'clock game at uh, out of Penrith, so definitely a home game for them. Uh, and and D, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that Brian Toto, if it's not this game, it's going to be very very close. I mean, they, they're absolutely spoiled with riches when it comes to outside mm. backs, but Brian is a very very special player who, you know, if he doesn't get over 200 running meters per game, he's had a very poor performance. I, you know, as as great of a, a finisher as Taylor and May and a few of these younger players are, they've definitely been missing him, and he'll he'll definitely bring a very strong element back to the Panthers. Agreed, agreed. However, 
However, I just feel like the Eels have so much more to prove after their performance last week. I feel like they are one of the very few teams that can probably push the Panthers off of their ivory tower um, a little bit and maybe keep them a bit grounded. I, I, hope I, so. I, I hope for the best. I really do. Um, but, look, I, 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 I don't know that the that the Eels have the strength to be able to do it. I think that they can. They have the ability to. I worry that the Panthers might get on a nice big rise and then it's a steep slope down from there. Okay. All right. So, D, where are you going on this one? Because you've predicted a Penrith victory. What about yourself, D? Look, my heart is going to say Eels because they've got so much more to prove. Yeah, okay. All right. So me and Dana will have to uh, even this one out a little bit. Yeah, look, you know, last week's performance for the Parramatta Eels, you know, really interesting one where you felt like Parramatta had had matured beyond those types of performances. That was very much a non-top four performance. And, you know, one of the things that we have been, you know, really impressed with the Eels is their regular season consistency where they may not be able to match it with the Melbourne Storm, with the Penrith Panthers come finals time. They probably don't have those last couple of years. But during the regular season, you know, they, they have Melbourne's measure. But, you know, last week that was obviously a very disappointing performance. But the thing about Parramatta is they're very similar to another team that, that I that I follow. Um, they win the games they shouldn't, and they lose the games they should win. So, you know, Parramatta, I, I you know, look, I don't I don't tip against the Penrith Panthers as current champions at the moment, but um, I, I think Parramatta's going to give them a little bit of a scare here. I've got, poor, I've got uh, Penrith Panthers by one try. I think it's going to be very, very close. Uh, Dana, thoughts on this one? Who wins the Battle of the West? I don't know, because again, watching a Sydney team lose to an underdog from Queensland is so good. <laughs> now they can they, and, uh, can they can play out like a like a, uh-huh. you know, a draw, you know, through a golden point, but uh, yeah, what's your thoughts? 34, 35 to four. I love Queensland. <laughs> I just like last week, I know like we'll touch on the Cowboys later, but it was just so nice to watch again a little underdog team who has had a terrible few years. Just demolish a finals playing side and it just makes my little Queenslander heart very happy. Um, but despite that, and again, not really caring who wins this match, um, as a Storm supporter, I want that top spot. I need that Penrith need to take a knee and they need to lose a game because I've got more points on them and I want that top spot on that ladder. So I'm going that Parramatta is going to beat them by 12. Okay, excellent. All right, guys. Well, there's our feature games. It's going to be um, two incredible games of football. But all right, team, well, let's move through to our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Well, let's uh, finish off with the remaining games of round nine. Uh, Dan, I'm going to throw it to you uh, to kick us off. Uh, on Friday at 6 o'clock, we see the Canberra Raiders coming up against Canterbury Bulldogs. You know, this is going to be an interesting clash. This is down in Canberra. Canberra are at home, but, you know, they're in 14th place at the moment. You know, the wheels have really fallen off them at the moment. Their one key star player, Jack Whiten, is suspended. I mean, the place is on fire. There's a lot of pressure in and around the green machine at the moment. You flip that over to the Canterbury Bulldogs. 
And things are starting to improve. I mean, I know, you know, obviously we're, we've seen a couple of victories. Everyone's pretty excited and upset against the Sydney Roosters. But, you know, still, when you look at the betting markets, these two are very, very close. You know, I think there's a fair bit of bias here from over the past years. But anyway, this is your game, my friend. Canberra are at home. Um, where are you going for this one? So you talk about Canberra being at home, but I still, I agree with the Bulldogs. They've, you know, it's taken them a few rounds, but I think they're finally getting their, their, their wheels aligned and they're kind of getting that momentum and they're coming together as a, as a team to kind of focus on the positives rather than those negative kind of losses at the start of the season. Um, I think, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes and, you know, again, they're both Sydney teams. So we're going to go the Bulldogs as an underdog, but also because I have a soft spot for obviously Adokar uh, and Carl Flanagan. And I just like watching them win. And I think if they can combine together as a team, it'll be a very, very good game to watch. But I, it's going to say a close one. I'm going to go golden point to the Bulldogs. Okay, excellent. You're a little bit generous with your geography as well, putting Canberra in Sydney, but I'll let you have that one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, no, Josh Adokar, he is a strange footballer, you know, as a winger coming in and, you know, it, it you know regardless of how great he is and he's all-time great, he's coming in and impacting results. It's a pretty incredible performance there uh, from the Fox. Uh, all right, Kyle, I was going to throw it over to you. You've got a couple of games here, uh, Roosters, Titans, Storm, Dragons, really, you know, really wanting to, to hear your tips in these ones. And Roosters, Titans, I don't know what you can say. Both of them have to win. And I am invested in the Titans winning more games. So I would, I'm going to tip them for nothing other than just my heart and gut wanting them to. But I think who would have thought that the Roosters would have lost two in a row, but let alone three in a row. But I, don't know, I, I think the Titans will be able to get it together, hopefully. And uh, also, it, the game is in Mackay, so it'll be interesting to see um, the support there. So I think it'll be a bit or a pro Titans crowd. So hopefully, they can get their, like you mentioned, wheels aligned, and because they have played well, but just haven't been able to 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 win. And for the other game, it's the Storm up against the Dragons. So I am a Dragon supporter. So wish me luck. But um, I, don't know, I think for a Dragons where I think you just want them to compete. You just want them to not lose by, was it 70, yeah, 50? Sort of. let's, bring, let's bring the score down. And I think they've had Dragons have had two sort of upset wins recently. Um, hopefully they can build on that, but um, it will be a really good challenge to come up against the Storm. And I think the only way that the Dragons will win is if the Storm are complacent and they rarely are. So, um I just won a good game for that one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You know, after seventy, you know, seventy points put on the Warriors, fifty put on the Knights. If the Dragons can just come somewhere close, and look, you know, one of the things I'd ask of the Dragons is, can we stop making Melbourne Storm's life so easy? Stop turning over the football. Stop kicking out on the full. I mean, some of these football teams, it's like, you know, they see those purple jerseys and they freak out. I mean, yeah, Melbourne Storm are great, but my God, these football teams are making it so easy for them. Craig Bellamy is even in the press conferences trying to build up the opposition. You know, <laughs> it is it is uh, an absolute shit show at the moment in terms of opposition teams coming up against the Storm. But no, the Dragons, um, gritty little football team, pretty well disciplined. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. All right, flip it over to my game, and it is the North Queensland Cowboys. They get the bye this week as they take on my Newcastle uh, Knights, where the wheels 
have totally fallen off. Look, it is a little bit challenging. Um, you know, personally, I've got a lot of love for Chad Towns, and let's start, um, you know, with a positive with the Cowboys. You know, they were predicted as, you know, being an easily top, you know, bottom four uh, football team, you know, after what was a difficult season last year. And, you know, there was a lot of criticism in and around Chad Townsend heading up to Townsville on a really big contract. And this is, this is why, you know, we lean towards these veteran halves because they can just come in, settle things down and be a game manager. Um, and Chad was able to do that earlier on in the season. And now we're starting to see him really build some combinations in and around that football team. And Todd Payton, he was criticized for his hardline stances and really trying to embed a positive culture there at the Cowboys. But, you know, you're really seeing a football team that is digging in and fighting for their coach. So, look, um, credit to Chad Townsend, credit to Todd Payton. They're really building something there, the Cowboys. And some of their younger stars, you know, this is something that, you know, five years' time, we could see something really special happening in Townsville. And, you know, let's fill that new stadium because, um, you know, it's a pretty special stadium and it kind of launched during a little bit of a down period. So, um, yeah, special times for, for the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, for the Newcastle Knights, well, it's the complete opposite. Um, you know, in simple t- terms, uh, a couple of things devoid of confidence, uh, the confidence at an all-time low, and, you know, that that's something that, you know, Newcastle really needs to, um, you know, try and address. Some concerns that I have, Kalen Ponga, Adam O'Brien, some of their messages in the press conferences, you know, one of the things that I'll always give credit to the Sydney Roosters and the Trent Robinson is he's very clear and very succinct about what the problems are with their football team and how he is going to go about fixing it. For me, we heard a lot of excuses last week. Oh, we've got a lot of players injured. There's a lot of inexperience. There's a lot of young players you know, I'm just not buying that. You know, that is not an excuse for a lack of effort, um, and we really need to start seeing some improvements there. So, look, I've been pretty light on my Newcastle Knights, but no, let's go full on here. Let's give them a little bit of whack. They need to really go up there, put their bodies on the line, get in front, and um, it's not about this. You know, it's, it's not about you know winning the, the two points at this point in time. Although they they would be nice. Let's uh, let's start to build something in defense. So, look, Cowboys will get the job done there. Uh, but Newcastle really need to start to um, turn things around. Some shocking performances in recent weeks. All right, D, let's flip it over and let's share a little bit more positivity because um, here's some football teams <laughs> that have a little bit about themselves. You've got the Manly Warringah Seagulls and the Tigers. Um, and then we've got the Sharks and Warriors game. Obviously, Sea Eagles all the way. We are manly and manly hates you too, for everyone who's listening. Um, so here's fingers crossed, toes crossed, arms crossed that we don't get an eight minutes in send-off um, down there in Four Pines Park. But on a Saturday, Arvo, you know, right in the heart of Brookie, um, and a lot of the time, you'll you will notice that every time Tigers come out to play there, Manly just get out on top. But I believe that head to head, Manly's obviously got better stats than the Tigers do. I, I want to hope for the best for the Tigers. You know, my mom still has a house out there in Campbelltown, just down the road from Sea Town Stadium, and and you want them to do amazing job. But nothing can get past Sea Eagles trying to prove a point after having played with only 12 men on the field last week. I mean, everybody is raving about it and it, it was incredible. It, it was, was, it was, that does why I get so, <laughs> I had, I was almost in tears. The Knights, the Knights got had 23 it. players on the football field last week and still, but uh, yeah, no, the, that, that, that really showed an incredible amount of, um, you know, just, just commitment, you know, 12 players and that they fought to the very end. 
Oh, it was gutsy. It was definitely gutsy. But you will you will notice that, you know, we talk about players coming back to their home clubs and you've got your Kieran Forens coming back. And obviously Desi came back um, to their home club. There's something different and there's an awe around around Brookvale, around Four Pines Park and and the Battle of Brookie that everyone likes to talk about in the past and everything that that entire venue has. But uh, they have so much more to prove based off of what had happened last week. I mean, I don't think Carl Orton will get um, too much of a clap when his number's called out in the big screen, but watching that field and and watching that over get nice and packed, and, and I can't put anything past Manly. It has to be Manly. They have no choice. They have to win this or I will not sleep for a week. <laughs> All right, your next one, uh, Sunday, isn't it, to round out the, uh, well, round nine, the Cronulla Sharks, uh, at home taking on the New Zealand Warriors? Look, uh, Warriors, what can I say? Um, I hope in a year's time I, I can start to feel the same passion and, and unfortunate pity that I currently feel for for the Broncos. Well, I hope to feel that way for the Warriors one day, but not yet. Sharks are going to have this. It's their home game. Sharks are going to walk all over them. I hope the Warriors come in and make it really competitive this time around. But the Sharks are a top four team, and they're just they're just strong. Yeah, they're just way too and, strong. And that, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. They were very lethargic and tired. You could see the fatigue coming through the screen, and that wasn't in the seventieth minute. That was in the fiftieth minute. So yeah. I don't know whether they've been putting in extra sprint sessions out there at Cronulla, but you may want to ease back a little bit because every one of those players look completely buggered. So I'm sure anyway that's part of their fitness regime, and it's gonna gonna amount to something. But um, yeah, I'm kind of with you there, D. I reckon a little bit of a bounce back there for the Cronulla Sharks. That's it. All right, team. Well, that's all the time we have tonight. I just want to thank my amazing panel. An incredible debut this week from Coz and D. Great to have you on board as part of the NRL show. Dana, always bringing the heat um, as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support Mojo Sports? It's easy. Continue to download the podcast, share with friendly and friends. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.